Good morning! When those metro stops finally open up in Loudoun, the county will change up its bus routes to accommodate. But, as it stands now, there's going to be a hole in that bus service right around a sleepy little place we call Ashburn. For Wednesday, May 24th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. If you would like to advertise on the Morning Minute, contact Loudon Now's advertising manager, Susan Steyer, at ssteyer at loudonnow.com or call us at 703-770-9723. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green, and yes, I was joking about Ashburn being a sleepy little place, of course. Yes, supervisors had a public transit summit this week, and a lot of it was basically focused on how bus service around Loudoun is going to change when Metro gets here. The plan right now is to combine the local fixed route and Metro connection services into one system so people can get around Loudoun and to our Metro stops. But when Supervisor Ralph Bona got a look at the map of what those routes might look like, he couldn't help but notice what he called a donut hole right around his district, that district being Ashburn. That leaves out places like Ashburn Village, Lansdowne, Ashburn Farm, and Belmont Country Club, just to name a few. Uh, perhaps designing a bus system and leaving out some of the county's biggest population centers seems a bit odd to you, but none of this is in stone just yet. The county is constantly experimenting with its bus routes to try to figure out the best way to do it. And, of course, on the flip side, more buses cost more money. A lot of the county's bus routes have hardly any riders. It's $1 to ride a local fixed route in Loudoun, but the local bus can cost the county as much as 47 bucks per rider if the bus is going and there aren't many people on it. Three of the most expensive bus routes are going away with the new fiscal year on July 1st, and three more could be on the chopping block next year. Still, that's something this and every other local bus system does. They pretty much never break even. As one transportation staffer pointed out, the median income of the people on Loudoun's local bus is only $24,000 a year. Go to loudonnow.com slash morningminute to check out the whole story, including a map of where those bus routes might be, again, still tentative, and where the price on the more expensive commuter buses all the way into D.C. might top out. It's at loudonnow.com slash morningminute. In other news, Rock Ridge High School celebrated the success of its dual enrollment students with a visit from Virginia Secretary of Education Deitra Trent. Students at Rockbridge can enroll in dual enrollment courses for free through a partnership with Richard Bland College. It was the first free and open access dual enrollment program in the state, or Commonwealth, or whatever you prefer. If you're not familiar with dual enrollment, basically students can enroll in college courses and get college credit while still in high school. This year's graduating class at Rockbridge earned 3,360 college credits. I did some math just out of curiosity. At my alma mater, full-time enrollment was between 12 and 18 credit hours a semester for two semesters a year. So that works out to between 93 and 140 years of college that this graduating class of high schoolers has already completed. College savings accounts everywhere. Rejoice. At the celebration last week with Secretary Trent, 24 students in dual enrollment theater courses were awarded a certificate for passing the National Occupational Competency Testing Institute's Performing Arts Certification Exam, earning them three college credits each. They were the only high school students in Virginia to pass the exam. Man, way to go, Rockridge. 
A man's been sent to jail for 26 years for fatally stabbing his half-brother in Leesburg. Uh, I apologize if I get these names mispronounced. According to prosecutors, Sergio Ramon Zuniga Robles came home from work one day in February 2016 and got in an argument with the victim, Ocoa Robles, for not doing work around the house. The defendant said he was picking up knives that had been scattered around the apartment during the fight when his brother lunged or fell onto him. His fiance, that is, uh, the defendant's fiance, testified that she heard the fight and came downstairs to see Zuniga Robles standing over his badly injured half-brother with two bloody knives in his hands. He was convicted of second-degree murder. When he gets out of jail, he'll have three years of probation. And Dulles Supervisor Matt Letourneau is not super impressed with a study out of George Washington University on development around the future metro stops in Loudoun. Supervisor Letourneau wrote a letter to GW President Dr. Stephen Knapp saying he was, quote, "...surprised and disappointed that George Washington University would author such a misleading and blatantly incorrect analysis." Okay, let's get into it. The Board of Supervisors is getting ready to take a vote on where to allow residential or commercial development around our future metro stops. A lot of developers would like to build more residential, probably because it makes money right up front and there are always people looking for places to live. But a lot of homes have a negative impact on the county budget because of what it costs to build the roads and schools and so forth to take care of the people in those homes. Forgive me if you've already read into this topic and already know all this. The trick is the metro stops aren't going to be too far away from Dulles Airport, and the county doesn't allow houses in areas around the airport because of noise from the air traffic. The George Washington study, which was paid for by the owners of 202 acres of relatively undeveloped land near a future metro stop, compares tax revenues for data centers and mixed-use development. It's based just on real estate taxes, but something like 80% of the tax revenue from a data center comes not from real estate taxes, but from property tax on the computer equipment inside. So the study shows that mixed-use development, which includes residential units, generates more tax revenue for the county. And if you haven't guessed, Part of the property in question is in an area where, right now, the plan is not to allow residential development. Anyway, Supervisor Letourneau has a few issues with the study. I'm also expecting to hear back from George Washington University, who said they're looking into it, so we'll be following up on this story. Uh, speaking of which, get the full story on this story and all the rest of these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, the Andre Pater exhibition, A Matter of Light, continues at the National Sporting Library and Museum in Middleburg. The exhibition analyzes Pater's use of light in understanding of animal anatomy and behavior. It runs through August 13th. Tickets are 10 bucks. It's the Percival American Legion Wednesday night barbecue. Swing by from 5.30 to 9.30 for $10 plates of barbecued pulled pork, ribs, or chicken. Beer and wine also available cash only, please. And maestro David Michael Wolf is leading Orchestra 2100 in their Leesburg debut. Go see internationally renowned violinist Natasha Korsakova as they perform Antonio Vivaldi's Four Seasons, juxtaposed against the tango-inspired Four Seasons of Buenos Aires by Astor Piazzolla. It's at Stone Tower Winery at 7.30 p.m. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. Okay, have a great day. <music> 